Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. I'm Robert, and we've gone ahead and decided to let Mike come back full-time. So, Mike, what are you doing? How have you been? I've been good. It's been, it, was, it was a rough week while I was you know, just waiting in the wings, just trying to see if, uh, if this wonderful podcast would have me back. But thank goodness it did. Yeah, we I don't just, know what I would have done with myself. We, we just gave you the call. Um, you know, yesterday, so you I haven't had much time to prepare. You called me two minutes ago, and you're like, hey, <laughs> are you ready? I hope so, because it's go time. <laughs> and I'm a professional, so I was. There you go. Here we are. And you're ready to go. So, Mike, I tell you what, since it's your first week back full-time. Officially. Officially. What do you want to talk about today? What do I want to talk about today? First, I want to talk about where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter, at LLMP Podcast. You can find us on our website, at llppodcast.com and robert i think we are not only on itunes now but where can our folks find us on uh, on google play yes you can now find the life liberty and pursuit podcast on google play so all you have to do in the search bar is type in llp podcast or life liberty and the pursuit either way all you have to do is click on the little American flag that's got LLMP podcast on it, and there you go. You can listen to us every single time you want. Any day, any time, you know, that's awesome. When, you're, when your wife's, like, asleep at 3 in the morning and you're just, like, still going strong, you can listen to the podcast. It's awesome. When you're at work and you're trying to look busy, just put one of those little earbuds in. You're good to go. Listen to the podcast. Literally any time. I thought That's we awesome. were uh, hardworking millennials, Mike. I, I thought we'd want people to actually work harder. Um, so, you know, as long as I, you can pay attention to, to what harder. you're doing. I want them to work harder at listening to our podcast so we can get those sponsorships. All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And then we can stop working hard. <laughs> Is that Cause, how it goes? Because we're hardly working. Oh, boomtown. All right, Mike. Let's get into the first thing. What are we talking about? All right. So, tiny houses, tiny homes. They're a thing now, which I'm sure you probably know about. But uh, let's uh, let's kind of explore the tiny home movement a little bit, and uh, and see what that's all about. Well, who's a tiny home for? It's not just for tiny people, which is what I originally thought. I thought there, you know, like roller coasters, you have to be like this tall to ride this ride. I thought you had to be like this short to live in this house, but it doesn't work that way. Well, let me explain to the listeners um, that he was. He was kind of using his hand to motion down to the floor there, since no one can see us here. Um, but it was about I two think, feet. I think they could hear it. About you two could, feet. You could hear my hand motions. Could you? I, yeah. I mean, I couldn't. And, you know, <laughs> when we were kind of doing this together. So, you know, I figured I'd let them know. But anyway, sorry, Mike. I uh, kind of interrupted you in an important topic, so go ahead. Oh, no, it's all good. So, yeah, you don't have to be, like, so small or so short to live in a tiny home. It, literally anyone can. In fact... Matt Bonner, a beloved San Antonio Spur, had a tiny home built for him up in New Hampshire, and the dude is almost seven foot tall. So, yeah, but he's a loser, Robert. A loser, Robert or Donald? I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. You're speaking to Robert. I'll address both of you. <laughs> Go ahead, not, Mike. He's not a loser. He is the best San Antonio Spur that I've ever been a fan of. That's because you and him are both gingers. Oh, that's rude. That's the only reason. It's not the preferred nomenclature. Is it not? It's not. I don't care about that. <laughs> back to, it's called back free to, speech, Mike. It's true. Now we're just back to being rude. Deal with it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Sorry. I keep interrupting you. It's all good. 
I think that's kind of the basis of our podcast. It's just uh, interruptions. One one big interruption after the other. See, I'm doing it again. <laughs> anyway. Still in the show. Um, but yeah, so tiny homes, they're like definitely a, a, a big little thing right now. Um, there's shows on TV about them, um, like a lot of shows, not just like one or two. There's tons of them. There's Tiny House Nation. There's Tiny House Builders. There is Tiny House Hunters, Tiny House Nation. There's like so many different of these tiny house shows now. It's crazy. So it's definitely something that middle America is kicking back and watching on a weeknight. Well, let me ask this, Mike. So the tiny house, you said that there was a tiny home builder? Yeah, there's tiny home builders. Well, let me ask this question. This may be a stupid question, but how long is the episode? Because, you know, if you look, if you watch like HGTV, I mean, you watch these guys like redo an entire like five bedroom house and yeah. it takes like a 30 minute to an hour segment. I would imagine that the tiny house <laughs> probably is about a five minute segment. Do they cram a whole bunch of little tiny house builds all together? It's uh, it's actually funny you mention it. It's on HGTV, the tiny is house it? builders. And they're, they're little like, they're actually like one minute web clips. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's about right though, isn't it? One minute web clips and they have about two two 20-second commercial runs in each episode, so, no. And, and does Tiny House Hunters, do you just go around trying to steal homes? I don't, <laughs> I mean, that's what, I mean, hunting to me is like, you know, you're going out looking for your prey, you find it, and, you know, obviously you, you shoot it. Hopefully you're not shooting people for their tiny homes, but, you know, <laughs> when you shoot an animal, when you're hunting, you know, it's well, it's not like uh, you're you're buying this, you're buying that. It's it's kind of like, eh, you know, I'm just going to take it for myself kind of thing. Well, I think with like the tiny homes, they're so small and they're so hard to find that you really do have to enlist like a tiny house hunter to try to help find it. I think mm. that's the deal. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. But you know what? We should probably get in for for those of you who have been uh, who who aren't sure what a tiny house is. I guess we should like get into that a little bit, like what the tiny house actually is, right? You're gonna have to tell me because I don't really <laughs> know either. So the tiny homes, I different with, as with every movement and with every fad, if you're gonna call it a fad, which I I kind of want to, but they've been around for a little while. But anyhow. Different people have different criteria for what they are. Some people say they have to be under 300 square feet. Some people say they have to be under 1,000 square feet to qualify as a tiny home. Uh, the problem that everybody seems to run into with the tiny houses is that most city ordinances prevent structures that small from being a primary residence. And you have to imagine that there might be a good reason for that, whether it be you know sanitary living conditions or whatever the case may be. I have no idea. But to get around that, what everybody ends up doing, especially on these shows, if you've ever seen them or if you've ever stumbled across a tiny house in the wild, basically they just build them on little tiny, well, not little tiny, but they, well, kind of. <laughs> it's they, tiny. They build, they build them on like little flatbed trailers, the kind that, you know, like you can tow behind a pickup truck. Uh, you see all the, all the guys at pile brush or whatever, you know, basically just a little pl flatbed trailer. It's got two wheels on it or some of them have you know, more depending on how big they are, but they build the homes right on the wooden deck of the trailers and they build up from there. So essentially the square footage is, it's, it's, you're living on a house the size of a little trailer well, and I'm, it's on wheels. I'm hoping it's not like a three story house, right? Because the, that's going to have a hard time going down the highway if you ever have to tow it somewhere else. 
Well, it's an interesting point you bring up. I haven't seen any three-story homes, although I'm sure they're out there, but most of them have lofted, have lofts because that's where they always seem to locate the sleeping quarters because if you're living on a, in an area the size of a, 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 small, a small trailer, you probably don't have much room for a bed, so they usually put that up in a lofted area, so they're kind of like little two-story homes. That, that would be so weird. It would, it would be like trying to live in a coffin. Yeah, it's kind of, I, so I'll, I'll have to be honest, like when I first heard of the concept and when I first started seeing some of these things, I have to admit, like I kind of found it appealing a little bit. I, I kind of understood, appealing? like I can get the gist behind why people are into it. Or appalling. No, not appalling. I meant, I meant what I said. I kind of found them appealing at first. So I know you're, I know you're going either way on that. But I'm not going either way. It was appalling. <laughs> I'm like sorry. All, all the way to appalling. <laughs> There's no way I could ever find that appealing. I found it appealing just because, and I don't know if it was the home itself, but necessarily, or a lot of the locations that these people were dragging their trailers to and, and setting them down. But, um, it, because they're such small place. There's they're small little homes. You're able to take them places. They're built on wheels on trailers. You can drag them off into, you know, various corners of America or wherever you are, and and have some pretty scenic places to to have your home at. So it's kind of kind of. I think that might be might have been what suckered me in at first because it's very picturesque. Let's see if you're gonna throw it into the middle of the woods. Why would you build it on a trailer? If you're gonna put it in the middle of the woods, I definitely wouldn't build it on a trailer. Because if you're in the middle of the, like if you're in the middle of like the woods, woods, I don't think anyone like you're not worried about zoning, city zoning ordinances or anything like that. Well, no so kidding. I, that's what I'm wondering. Like, what's what's the deal with dragging your home? I mean, where are you gonna drag it that's scenic unless you're out in the middle of the woods or, you know, near the ocean? They're not gonna let you park your damn house on the beach. Well, what's kind of interesting is things that are popping up now <laughs> are. <laughs> It sounds kind of funny, but they're they're popping up now. These tiny home communities, where essentially, you know, there's a plot of land that somebody owns, a regular or, size lot, may be, and 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 just a bunch of people with tiny homes. They all locate their tiny houses on this area. To me, it kind of sounds like a trailer park. It but. sounds like a trailer park to me too, but it's just a, a lot of crazy people. Really, I mean, that all think the same way that. Me right. having this small little structure and trying to live in it is awesome. Well, exactly. I think that's the appeal is you're 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 in this community of people who do have a similar mindset and do have similar values and are living this crazy tiny house lifestyle as you, which I guess is, you know, a little bit different from a trailer park where you probably don't have people who necessarily who like set set out to live in those kind of double wides and all in one little tiny trailer park neighborhood i don't know this has got to be all just like yuppies right so that's an interesting point robert i kind of thought that at first i was like this sounds like something our that's all about the millennials it sounds like something like our generation would get behind like kind of trendy kind of you know little iffy bucking some trends um sounds like something they would do but um I got on this little website here called the tinylife.com and they say here that they spent uh, quite a bit of time. Well, actually I'll, I'll read it to you. They, they had this project here to collect data on tiny home owners and they put together 120,000 data points and raised a campaign to raise money 
to make this kind of infographic that they have on their website, which sounds crazy, uh, just that whole process. But anyways, I'm, I'm getting off track a little bit. So they list the, the approximate or the average age and percentage here of tiny home owners. And so for under the age of 30, they say that they say 21% of tiny home owners are under the age of 30. 21% of tiny home owners are between the age of 30 and 40. 18% of tiny home owners are between the ages of 40 and 50. And then here is like the most surprising statistic is a whopping 38% of tiny home owners are over the age of 50, according to their data and their infographic here, which kind of blows my mind because that's 46% that's over the age of 40. Well, who's collecting this data? Is it the tiny NSA? <laughs> the, the tiny house census, right? I, I I don't know. How can they find these little people's homes? <laughs> I mean, how are they how are they collecting this data, Mike? I don't know, but it says they collected it over years. Um, I'm not going to argue about the validity of their data. I'm going to take it at face value for now and just kind of say that that's a really surprising data point, though. When you when you think about it, it's with the with the age. And it kind of, like, I don't know, it's like people are getting older and they're getting close to dying and they're just like, I'm just going to go live in a little tiny home trailer now. Just kind of depressing. That sucks. It's just odd. I, I don't see the appeal to it. But, what I mean, what are, the, what are the benefits of living in a tiny home? I mean, I can think of a million cons, but what is a benefit? So let's talk about that. One of the things people always throw out for, for tiny homes as a benefit is the cost. Everybody who's a proponent of tiny homes, they like to, well, we'll get into this in a little bit, but they like to, they, they advocate a kind of a minimalistic lifestyle and a, and a decluttering and a simplifying of your life. And the tiny home literally forces that lifestyle by default, just by the nature of, of your living conditions. But the other probably second or equal to, to that reason that people give for tiny homes are the cost. And they say, uh, you know, hey, with a tiny house, you can, most people can come up with enough money to buy one outright, or they can build one themselves, and they don't have to take out a mortgage or a loan, and they can cover that cost, and then they can be a homeowner. That's something that people throw out all the time. Well, this is probably not in your stat book, I'm willing to bet, but are these... Um homes they i mean if you when you're filing your taxes when you own a tiny home does it i mean does it qualify <laughs> i don't for... think you can get a mortgage for these because most of the tiny homes especially the trailer t style tiny homes like it's you know i don't think you can get a mortgage on that because the cost to build those are, what do they cost they, what do they cost to build i don't i have no idea so they list on the on on that same uh on the same stats from the tinylife.com, I'm going to read. I'm going to use stats from there for a little bit here. But they say that the average cost to build a tiny house is twenty-three thousand dollars if built by the owner. However, I don't think I don't think a lot of the owners are building their own tiny homes, and I think that cost that average cost sounds really low. I think the average is probably a little bit higher, more around thirty thousand. And that's just me looking at some of the documentaries I've watched and the shows on, on TV. Now, it's like a whole cottage industry and a subset of like housing construction that there are now specialized tiny house builders. So you can go to somebody who specializes in building these tiny houses, and that's obviously going to cost you a little bit more. But I think it's probably safe to say that you can have a really nice, you know, 
well like finished and custom furnished like tiny house probably for under fifty thousand dollars which i don't think you need a mortgage for thousand dollars fifty thousand i would you're say. much better off going to put a damn down payment on a house for fifty thousand dollars and then paying a mortgage and having a real home that you can actually sell i mean right now there's a market for these tiny homes who knows what it's going to be like in the future but i can't and imagine that outside of the like tiny house subset that there's any resale value to these sure they have like a lot of these tiny homes have really nice finishings inside like luxury house finishings because they're only outfitting a 300 square foot plate space or 180 square foot space so when you're only doing that much when you're doing such a small space you can have you anyone can afford like really high-end finishings for the house you know granite marble whatever the case may be because it's you're using next to nothing well, yeah, but if you start putting granite and marble inside your trailer home, pretty much, <laughs> you're going to make that thing really heavy, and then your gas mileage is going to go down, and you're going to spend just as much money as gas as you probably would on a mortgage. Well, so that's the thing. Nobody, like, nobody's, nobody's saying that these are like efficient to like move. That's definitely not part of the argument. But you do bring up a, a point, because that's another benefit that people like to throw around with these tiny houses. We talked about it a minute ago. Like, oh, you can travel with your house. You don't, you're not stuck in one location. So kind of like in the like internet age where people have internet businesses and they're not necessarily going into an office, like that's one of the things people try to sell with these. Like, oh, I could I can live in my tiny home. I can write my blog from here and I can travel from state to state or, you know, live in different parts of the country for different parts of the year. And it's easy because my house is on wheels. Haven't have, have these guys not seen those sprinter vans that you can convert into like a <laughs> mobile home? They've got a bed. They've got a shower. They've got a kitchen. They've got everything. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. Like I know like all the, I that uh I see like those uh, rock climbers, like those guys from the North Face, like all those athletes that are sponsored by them. They all are, they all have those tricked out vans. Yeah, Pretty I nice. mean, and they they cost about eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand? How am I ever going to afford that, Robert? I don't I'm know. Build You're a tiny f- house for myself for twenty three. Apparently not. Apparently it's it's thirty five to fifty. You know, whatever. But let me ask this question. So when you're building a tiny house, and you hire a contractor that specializes in tiny house building. Is it like a like like you know how Domino's used to have a thirty minutes or it's free? <laughs> Do these guys have like a thirty hour or it's free? Or I mean, I can't imagine that takes very long to build. I still that just boggles my mind. Why it would cost that much money? Uh, I'm saying probably because they're willing to do it and they're not going to f it up the way like I would if I were to tackle my own tiny home build have, without ever building a house. I don't know. I'm have you ever seen here. contractors before? They mess everything up. <laughs> Swear to God. I mean, there's a commercial out right now. It's actually kind of funny where these this contractor is sitting at the table and this couple is, uh, I guess, trying to hire this guy. And he's talking about, oh, yeah, that this that wall, yeah, it's a load-bearing wall. So we'll go ahead and tear <laughs> that out. I mean, have you ever seen that one? I think I, I have. Talking I about, think you I know, it's a terrible, terrible problem. But, you know, it just doesn't seem like that would be the way to go. I don't know. It just well, you That's make it sound stupid. like you should never hire a contractor in general, or so. build a tiny house, <laughs> let alone let alone a general contractor, <laughs> or a tiny general contractor. <laughs> you know, somebody that will fit. I mean, have, speaking of, have you seen like plumbers and 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 the actual subcontractors? These guys are not usually small. How are they going to fit in your tiny house? Well, you know, usually when they're working on it, there's still no walls and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. We're getting into the there weeds. There have on the to tiny be homes. walls, Mike. You can't build it from the inside out. You've got to start with the outside structure. 
I want to go how back all builds the, work. I want to go back to the affordability of the tiny house. So just just taking it back a, a, just a little bit. Okay. So again, so people like to throw around that. Oh, it's a cost-effective solution. You can own it. But the thing that they really don't take into account and is not, you know, it's always like kind of like an afterthought is, oh, guess what? Since your house is on wheels, like you still need a place to park it. And most of the time that's not free. So you're still having to pay rent on a lot to to park your tiny house and live on unless you happen to own a piece of land or you save up and buy a piece of land to park your tiny house on permanently and that's going to increase your cost exponentially probably similarly to a to a single family house with I w- more traditional you know, house. I would just wheel myself from Walmart parking lot to Walmart <laughs> parking lot every night you know I mean there's enough of them around the city at least to where I mean you could probably stay one a month you, you know you- and they I would don't never know if get I would tired want to, like, of you. Wake up every night and have like the little like rent a cop on his Segway, just like knocking on my window. Like uh, that's sir, fine, sir. That's yeah. fine. I you know believe it or not, I know a guy. He was moving across country, and his place wasn't ready. This was in California, and so he couldn't move in yet. And he had a uh, a pickup with one of those like camper looking things in the back of it. Oh yeah. And no shit, he stayed at a Walmart for three days in the parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, but he blended right in with a camper truck. No one's going <laughs> to suspect that. When you see like a little tiny house sitting out on wheels. Well, still, somebody might just be parking it for a couple of minutes. You never know. True. And True. apparently, if they're that tiny, then... They're not microscopic. <laughs> I don't know. I actually was reading an article on a tiny house thing, and these people were so pissed that they'd ever bought into this trend. Uh, and one nice. of them was, you can't ever the, find your tiny beefs? house. <laughs> Well, one of it is there was no room, zero room. And if you're living in... How did they not see that going into well, it? That's what I need to know. People obviously think about it. You know, when you go rent an apartment or you buy a house and you think, let's say you've got, you know, three kids, you're married, and you think, well, shit, I can live in a 1,500-square-foot home easy. I mean, look at all this room. <laughs> and then you get in there and you're like, oh, shit, I made the biggest mistake of my life. I need something three times this big. <laughs> Same thing. They think that all their shit's going to fit. They think it's not going to be bad to have to climb up to the loft area to go to sleep at night. Like climbing on little nail pegs to get up there because you, know, you can't fit a ladder in. There's no stairs. And what happens when you get an injury, let's say, and your back hurts? Are you going to sleep on the tiny couch? <laughs> I mean, because it can't be full size, right? It no. can't be. No. The only thing that has to be full size is the bed so you can fit in it. Yeah, I think that's like one of the things they always brag about is they're like, and we fit a queen size bed in here. But it's not a bed. They literally just throw a mattress on the little loft floor. Yeah. And what's the other problem with that that they were saying, and this is no kidding, no kidding at all, this is what it said, was that their sex life had deteriorated because there was no space. <laughs> was it was it a couple or was it an actual family? A couple. A family, okay. I would say that would be creepy as hell. But no, just a couple. It is, but like literally I I'm not even kidding you. I've seen some of those shows, and they're like, yeah, we live in a 600-square-foot place. It's me and my wife and our two kids. Now, to me, that's just that's so creepy. Like Stupid. There, it's there's stupid. Th- there's things you don't need to hear your parents doing or talking about when you're living in such tight quarters. That's unavoidable and absurd. Well, what they should have done then is, is built the kids their own little tinier house so they could have... <laughs> You know, wheeled behind their tiny house. So it could be <laughs> truck, tiny house, micro house. <laughs> and then you have, you know, the kids in the micro house. 
Robert, you're just like blasting out these good ideas. Like I'm gonna start writing these down. We'll we'll start our own trend. Here. Just yeah, just wait till the next time you see one of those shows, and you're gonna see, you know, truck, tiny house, <laughs> micro house, and you're gonna be like, we thought of that. The dog house, <laughs> bringing up the rear. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those life size dollhouse looking things, right? Yeah. <laughs> How awful. I'm sorry, people. That that's just. The dumbest thing. Who? Well, what kind of person would buy into that? Well, it's kind of crazy when you consider, like, when you when you get away from. So, when you talk about like a, a single person who's like considering that as a lifestyle choice for themselves, like, okay, fine, like whatever, like it's your prerogative. All you have to think about is you. When it's a couple, if you've managed to like convince someone else to like follow along with your craziness, like, okay, that's again probably something else entirely. But when you're bringing like kids into the mix and it's like a family situation, to me that seems so irresponsible. Like it's, that just it blows my mind. It's child abuse. It really kind of is. Like when you think about it, when you consider the fact that probably like in third world countries, you have people who don't have a choice to live in those situations uh, that people are building luxury tiny homes and they're just they they're like lucky to live in an area that small. I'm sorry. When you say luxury tiny home, the only thing I could think <laughs> about if it's luxury tiny home is that it grows four times the size <laughs> once you park the damn thing. It's that not was... a tiny McMansion. <laughs> there was no way something that is that small can ever be called luxurious. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, do you remember this little show called MTV Cribs? I I do. Unfortunately, do, could you could you imagine like, hey, welcome to my tiny crib. I think what was that dude's name that divorced Britney Spears? Federline. There, yeah, I bet he lives in a tiny home now. That's <laughs> all he can it. afford. He's got all Britney's millions. No, no, he did cocaine or some shit. I guarantee he has no money left. I don't know. So there's your own there. There's your tiny home movement mascot right there. <laughs> Ex celebrity husband crackhead. Fucking loser. No, so that really kind of begs the question though, as to like. You know, the questionable, like, financial savings. I mean, because, I mean, one of the things when you talk about real estate, a lot of times people talk about homes as in terms of price per square foot, you know. And so, investment purposes. Well, investment is, is definitely part of it, although a lot of people say that, well, anyways, not getting into that. But. It's not an investment to own a little home. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> not. But anyway, get to the square footage thing. I know that's where you were going. No, I was going to say, like, people talk about an investment or a home purchase in terms of price per square foot. Uh, you look at, like, a a, a modest 2,000-square-foot home, you know, $200,000, $100 a square foot. When you take a tiny house that's 180 square feet, and then you're going to to justify the cost, let's, let's use the, you know, the $23,000, you know, divided by 180, you're looking at $127 a square foot. If that jumps up to like the 50,000 that some people have spent on those, you know, you're looking at absorbent cost, $277 per square foot. That's not exactly affordable. No, no, not at all. Like I couldn't imagine like any real estate agent, like looking at that cost and just being like, Oh yeah, you're super smart. Like what a great idea. You're saving tons of money because you have to outlay all of this cash on a depre like a, an extra depreciating asset. 
I mean, because you have to imagine these trailers are going to have to be replaced at some point. They're not going to last that long. When you consider that the, the, your, the foundation of your home is a trailer. It's two wheels. Yeah, you know. Two wheels. That's not going to last that long. What do you, what would you say? Like 10 years? Like on a, like, like a good, like everything's going right and it's well-maintained? I, I don't know. Less. I don't know. I mean, you figure that, you know, tile and, you know, whether it be a lawnmower or something back there, and those things are decrepit in like two years. What happens when you build a house on top of one? And you have thousands of pounds that are constantly sitting on it. It's not like you're loading and unloading. You're just constant pressure on these things. I don't know. Yeah, I would think you would have to replace that. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's uh, that's stupid. It's kind of dumb. So, um, A lot of cons you know, today, a lot of cons. A lot of cons so far. One of the things that um, they throw out here on the tiny house, uh, the tiny life, they say that tiny house people are twice as likely to have a master's degree while they are on par with average college graduation rates. So I think that brings up an interesting point because, like, having having an, a degree isn't necessarily an indication of intelligence. So I don't see that really speaking to, like, the tiny house as being an intelligent, like, living choice. So how what percentage have master's degrees? They didn't say they didn't say percentage, but they say twice as likely. You're twice as likely to have a master's degree if you're in a tiny house versus a regular house? I'm guessing as people twice as likely to have a master's degree as Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting statistic. Does it also say the people that can afford a regular house are three <laughs> times more successful than people with master's degrees then? I don't know. I don't know. We have we we should reach out to the the tinylife.com for a comment for for a clarification on that stat for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It um I don't think you could have it all there or be all there together with your head, you know, if you're living in a tiny house. So I just don't. let's see what else we have uh from the stats here. They say that the average tiny house size is 186 square feet, while the average, while the standard U.S. house, like a regular house, is an average of uh, 2,100 square feet. My bedroom right now is 144 <laughs> square feet. You have a you have a tiny bedroom, Robert. <laughs> Apparently, mine is about as big as everybody's house that wheels around on the interstate. This is why insane. Why doesn't your bedroom have wheels, Robert? <laughs> because it's connected to a building, <laughs> a foundation, and all that other BS. It's stuck in the ground. Let's That's like the way it's supposed here. to be. Uh, give yourself... All right. So 89% of tiny house people have less credit card debt than the average American, with 65% of tiny house people having zero credit card debt. So that's How fantastic for them. They have no credit card debt, but they're morons. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, definitely a good thing. I don't think I don't think anyone's going to argue that credit card debt is a good thing or necessarily Well, you know, I actually thing, could so. argue that credit card debt is a good <laughs> thing. And the reason being is that America, we were built in the last however many years, I'll call it last hundred, on credit. Well, credit cards. It's the, the way same that shit, talking. Mike. The credit card has only been in existence since like the 80s, I want to say. It's a fairly recent phenomenon. It, just because you have a credit card doesn't mean that people didn't have credit or weren't buying things on credit long before that. No, that's true. So That's obviously true. 
you know, it's not a bad thing to owe somebody money. It's a bad thing to have maxed out three credit cards. I was going to say, but, and I think that's the difference, though. I think, like, back in the 1900s, when you went to the general store and you, like, bought bacon and rice on credit, like, I think that's a little different than these days, people just, like, going nuts and, and having multiple credit cards that they can't pay off and, and that kind of thing. Well, it's self-responsibility. Yeah, not necessarily a strong point right now. But. So, so why would you want a tiny house, then? I mean, I don't get it. I think I think I think the whole I and we sh- will explore this, but I think one of the the reasons I, I kind of mentioned it before is that people get into this whole kind of like minimalistic lifestyle and they start paring down uh, possessions and trying to declutter their lives in the kind of pursuit of of, of simplification and and thinking that's going to you know help them achieve a better lifestyle. And I think the tiny the tiny house is really kind of I think it could go either way. It could be like the culmination of somebody who starts that process by like cleaning out their closet, gets rid of all the crap they don't use anymore, cleans out the garage, gets all rid of all that crap and 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 slowly pairs down to the point where they're like, you know, I'm trying to simplify as much as I can. I only have the bare essentials and now my house feels enormous and I don't need it and I don't utilize that space. I'm gonna get a tiny house. Boom. I think it could happen like that. Or I can think it happened by people who watch these TV shows and are like, oh, that's awesome. They have a gas stove and marble countertops, and we could never afford that, and so we need a tiny house. And then they start into it that way. I don't know. I don't either. And then you're still stuck with a $30,000 hole, really. I mean, you're like I said, you can, there's no way you can sell that thing. There's no way. Well, and Especially again, for $30,000. No, you're not going to get 30000 out of it, that's for sure. I. <laughs> essentially it's a trailer house i mean it's not it's not an appreciating asset right you have no equity you have crap tons of equity in it especially if you buy it outright but it's going to depreciate no you so. don't have equity if no one's going to buy it from you i mean you own it's it it's only so worth equity. but it's only no it's only worth something if somebody will pay for it yeah but if you but you own all of it so you have 100% equity in it it is worth zero it is zero equity because there's it's not sellable well, it's not worth. That's zero. my point. That's it's my not, point. It's not worth zero. What's Somebody's it worth? Somebody's gonna buy it. No, it's no one's gonna freaking buy it. Someone's gonna buy it right now, and probably for the next few years while this trend is okay. on the upswing. Okay. But Hold twenty on. years from now, if this thing has died off and your ha- tiny house is still in one piece, yeah, no one's gonna buy it for thirty-five thousand dollars. But I bet you could scrap it and you could sell different parts of it for some money anyways all right well first of all that's not going to happen because (laughs) if you sold it for scrap you'd have literally a a tenth of what somebody needed to finish something in their house that's number one you can't sell it you just need like that little tiny sliver you need one piece you need one piece of this one piece (laughs) of that then i guess you're good (laughs) but unless no that's not gonna happen or like maybe like Maybe people just start buying these like tiny homes up as like luxury hunting cabins and just like plopping them out in the middle of the woods to begin with. All right. So if you think this is going to keep going, Mike, maybe what we should do, you know, we should think like capitalists here. We should just go ahead and start buying and flipping tiny houses. Do you think there's enough? There's got to be. But I was going to say, do you think there's enough like really crappy tiny homes that there's any profit margin in flipping those? 
Yes and no. Yes, there are going to be plenty of crappy tiny homes. No, there's not going to be a bill. There's not going to be any way you're going to be able to flip those things. No, yeah, flip it upside down. That's about it. But uh, yeah, so that's crazy. Uh, let's see. Let's let's uh, go with one more. Okay, I'm going to go with two more financial stats off the tiny house website here. They say that 55% of tiny house people have more savings than the average American with a median of tiny house owners having $10,972 in the bank. Great. Good <laughs> for them. And they're wheeling around their house behind a truck, which I'm sure they've got a car payment on because they couldn't afford both. Ooh, that's a good point, Robert. Yeah, if you're towing that thing, if you're moving that thing at all with any degree of regularity, you got to be able to pull it. And that yeah. means you got to have a truck. You got to have an F250. No, you got to have an F250 or a freaking Ram 2500 or a Chevy Silverado 2500. Those things with a big ass engine and a lot of towing capacity because that shit's heavy. And as you pointed out earlier, low gas mileage. Yeah, and those things are actually incredibly fuel efficient for for what they are. However, the trucks themselves are not cheap. Those things no. are going to run you 45,000 bucks easy. For just, just a basic model. Just basic, you know, F250. Diesel. But you've got a luxury tiny home that you're pulling behind it, so you don't awesome. actually like need your like truck to be like all shiny inside, right? No, you don't need it to be all <laughs> shiny inside, but chances are if you want some badass, you know, home with all this cool stuff in it, you're going to want it to be pulled by a cool-looking truck. So you're going to spend $80,000. I would rather buy a shit car and be able to actually afford a home and live in that home that's, by the way, got a foundation that's in the ground, you know, not wheeling around everywhere. I would rather do that than pull my home around on my truck that costs just as much as my home. Right. You would kind of think, like, Airbnb would, like, ruin ruin the tiny home travel notion, like, Oh my God! That's what we should do. We'll build a we'll, we will build a tiny home and put it on Airbnb. I guarantee you, there's a no. I already know there are because I've looked. I found some in Austin. They have little tiny homes that you could rent on Airbnb. And I'll tell you what, they're not cheap because it's a big fad right now. How stupid! I hate people. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I'm telling you, like, two hundred bucks a night. Two hundred bucks a night. Yeah, for a tiny home. Jesus. Yeah, you wish you thought of this, huh? No, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't think of it. Because yeah, I would want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> you could build like six tiny homes like for the price of a regular house, rent them all out, $200 a night on Airbnb. Man, be swimming in it. I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I guess so, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the trend. But so anyways, the sec the last stat I got from the tiny tinylife.com. So thanks again for for your hard work and stat gathering. But um they say 78% of tiny house people, oh, tiny house people own their own home compared to 65% of homeowners with traditional home houses. So there's only a 13% upswing in favor of the tiny home in terms of ownership. So I mean, obviously that's big, but like that's a big number, but it doesn't. That's not like overwhelming. No, like if I were to see that stat and it was like ninety percent of tiny house people own their own home compared to like five percent of traditional homeowners, like that would be like impressive just for the nature of that stat. But again, you still have a trailer house. Yeah, a trailer house that you're not going to be able to sell. 
if I buy a house for $200,000 with a mortgage and whatnot, and I paid, we'll call it, you know, thirty, forty thousand up front, guess what? What? I'm going to be able to sell it. <laughs> and you this, hope so. And, and if you bought it in the last five years, it's gone up significantly in this area, in this state anyway, in Texas. True. It's gone up, nothing but up. So you would have sold your house for, you know, another 15, 20% what you paid for it. <laughs> but the problem is then you either have to move into some place else that's either bigger for with that money or you buy a tiny house. Those are your options. So why do you think I don't why do you think the prospect of, do you think it's all about the lifestyle that people are choosing tiny homes, especially older people? That's that first stat with the forty six percent of people over the age of forty in those those tiny homes. That blows my mind still. What do you think it is that's driving those older folks and anyone to make that decision over a traditional house? Is it purely about the lifestyle or is it or is it something else? I you know, I think it is lifestyle. I think that um, you know, the people that are in their forties right now, especially, um, I blame them a lot for the way kids are today, the way the 20-somethings are. Oh, yeah. You have um, to. So the fact that they raise some really stupid children <laughs> and, you know, that just, oh, my God, everything is social media this and social media that. You know, I want to do the coolest thing ever. You're not cool because you're not doing this or that or the other. I, the celebrity bullshit where everybody follows them and, you know, wants to live like them, wants to do what they do. This is that same type of bullshit. And they're the generation that started it. And I blame them for that. So, yes, I think it's a lifestyle thing. I don't necessarily think they want to be minimalists. I think that they just want to want to do something else. Want to, want to be be cool, be hip, you know, do their own thing. And I just think that's stupid. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So you brought a interesting brought a as in way the fucking left field to where it doesn't make any sense, Mike, or because we can <laughs> drop your ass right off this podcast if we want. What? What? I'm threatening you with getting fired again after you just got hired? No, where did that come from? I didn't even hear what you said. Why am I getting threatened to get kicked off? Because you think I'm full of shit. You think I'm crazy. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, but you oh. were. Yeah, you did. You said it with your eyes. I don't even know where this is coming from right now. This yeah, is crazy. whatever. But I was all I was gonna add to that, Robert, was the fact that you, you brought up minimalism. We talked about it a little bit. We got these two guys right now that are hot rodding around the country. Um, they call themselves the minimalists. That's how they've branded themselves. You know, really, really smart marketing effort. Um, they've got a uh, they've got some books out. They've got a documentary all over um, all over Netflix right now. That's uh, really highly rated, and they're been featured in like every major media outlet. So basically, they're the two poster guys for this minimalism movement that they're, you know, popularizing right now. Uh, Definitely ties into the tiny house thing. Um, Speaking of the lifestyle, they're talking about here, you know, minimalism there. This is their list of benefits for minimalism. This is this is what they're saying is the pros and and what they've gained from living this way. They say it helped them eliminate discontent, reclaim their time live in the moment, pursue their passions, discover their missions, experience real freedom, which I'm kind of curious what that means to them and how they're expressing that. Uh, They've created more, consumed less. They've focused on their health. They've grown as individuals. They've contributed beyond themselves, and they've rid themselves of excess stuff 
and they've discovered purpose in their lives. Those are that's like their grand list of benefits of minimalism. What, what do you think about that? I think it's a load of crap, and they're hippies. <laughs> that's what I think. Succinct. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I mean, i I don't have anything with the. I don't have anything against the concept. Like, if people want to like consume less and and get rid of you know excess belongings, that's just like taking up space. Like, I don't have anything against that. More power to them. Um, I kind of feel like maybe though they've by, I don't know, they've, maybe they just discovered like some some different ways to pursue these these things and 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 actually have focused on some of this stuff for the first time, you know, intentionally. So I don't know. So I, I see I'm getting the high side here. So I definitely I'm definitely interested in this topic. I think we'll definitely have to do one of our patented part twos on on all of this because I think it's interesting and it's definitely a bit of a movement that's popping up right now. I think I think minimalism is probably more popular with millennials right now, or at least coming on board. Maybe that's just going to give away about how, how terrible a millennial I actually am. I'm completely disconnected from my generation. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. But, but you right. need to be more minimalistic with your speech right now. And let's wrap this thing up. Cause it's, Dang. uh, yeah, Robert, we've, we're dropping the hammer. So we, we've gone like, a little bit long here, so we're going to, we're going to wrap this up pretty quick, Mike. All right. Well, since uh, since I've enjoyed this podcast and I definitely don't want to get fired, I guess we will wrap this up. We'll definitely hit this with a part two because I'm not done. We got more to talk about. But thanks for joining us today. Let us know what you think about tiny homes. We want to hear like because we're generally curious, especially for people who like live in tiny homes or think they're like a cool idea. Tell us why. Like we, we want to know. Shout us out at Twitter. Uh, it's a good place for a discussion at LLMP podcast and uh, check us out on Google Play. Bam, LLP Podcast on Twitter. On our website, LLPpodcast.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Check us out on Google Play. Brand new Google Play SEO. Yep, and we will see you guys next Monday. Thanks for listening. 